You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. A new chapter this morning in the battle against Ebola. Nickelback are back. The multi-platinum band has just announced a new album and a North American summer. Until you see the flaming butthole, you ain't seen nothing yet. Something good for ya. everybody and welcome to this week's edition of the something good for you podcast where the two of us sift through the bullshit to try to find a little something good to give you i'm one of your two co-hosts alex stiff and sitting beside me this time is the one and only captain nun it's just a hang episode at home y'all that's right i felt like i had to stay beside you or you're gonna be like no I'm not across from you. <laughs> no, we're in our, you got to hear this positions today because I'm one in the fucking couch today. Chris yeah. usually takes the fucking couch. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, we figured it's like this is what the show started as. It's like we hadn't had it, we hadn't done an episode with just two of us in a bit. And most of the time we do just, it, it wound up kind of getting relegated because our talking to each other episodes wound up kind of being you got to hear these episodes because yeah. we, because most of the time when it wound up just being the two of us, especially the last few, we were like, all right, let's like talk Alice Cooper this episode, right, or so, kiss or whatever. But then it becomes a catch up episode because we're both you know we're both dating now, so yeah. So it's like you know it it, it wound up being a thing where on you got to hear this all those kind of music conversations we would have had on this show wound up getting transported over there. And now we're just like, well, fuck. <laughs> Actually, kinda- and then with quarantine and everything and the virus, it, we just really didn't have that much to talk about. But like you mentioned earlier, it's like that shit's finally changing. Yeah, in a big bad way, too, because we're like getting shit booked, uh, mm-hmm. already traveling. Yeah, and uh, before we get into all of that, uh, probably one of the funniest things fucking happened to me like literally hours ago. Hours ago. No shit. Yeah, <laughs> so um, <laughs> my girl was heading out the door. She was uh, going to go pick up some food. And right as I'm like shutting the door now, Mr. Fucking go fast guy. Okay. He's out there working on his car. Okay. And he's, he's out there always working on that fucking thing. So right as I'm about to shut the door, this other guy comes pulling through in his fucking muscle car. And I swear to you, I will drag her ass out of my room right now to verify it for me. I swear to you, the guy driving by in the car rolls down his window, and he's rolling down the window by the time I'm, like, going to shut the door, Yeah, and he just yells, nice ass. (laughs) Okay. Go go fast guy, pulls out from his car, turns around, looks at him, and says, what? (laughs) Guy looks so square in the fucking eye and says, you heard me. Nice butt. Oh my god. <laughs> and dude just plays it off. He goes, Thanks. I worked hard for it. <laughs> and by that time I knew I was gonna make a fucking noise, so I had to like fully shut the door. <laughs> <laughs> but oh my god. Imagine if you're just like walking through somewhere and someone just yells at you nice ass and you're the only person around and you turn around to look and you're like, What? And he just looks you dead in the eye and the first thing's out of his mouth is you heard me. <laughs> <laughs> are you vain enough to be nice like nice butt <laughs> are you vain enough to be like 
fuck yeah it is <laughs> well he just was to kind of, just to kind of like th- but hey he just kind of threw it back at him you know <gasps> yeah we'll see we'll see <laughs> or that, attempted to well see that immediately sent my brain into like overdrive mode because i'm like were they bros did they know each other and they're just like you know talking shit because you know go fast guy didn't say bye to wave to him or anything because he was pulling out of the parking lot and that was his way of like getting his attention because i can see mikey pulling some of that shit yeah somebody like you know (laughs) of course exactly so i I can see mikey totally pulling that crap be like hey nice ass be like what you heard me you know that kind of thing yeah i can see him or dj even yeah but man I don't know. It's like I didn't get that vibe that they really knew each other. So then it sends my brain on the second path of like, did he think it was a chick? And then when he pulled out and was like, what? (laughs) He had to like still own it. And that's why he's like, you heard me. (laughs) Nice butt. (laughs) Also, is this the first time this has happened? (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. And and that's why he was like so confident about it. He's like, thanks. So so many questions. I'm never going to ask the guy, but still. No. <laughs> but, oh, my God, that had to be one of the greatest things I've witnessed in a long fucking time. He offered me 20 bucks, to, or uh, he offered me uh, car detail for, like, 20 bucks. <laughs> Just one day when I was going to my going to my car, I'm like, nah, I'm good. Thanks, dude. Thanks, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he's he's a weird one, but apparently he's got a nice ass <laughs> of all fucking we're, things. We've been around here long enough now to where we're starting to know, uh, we're starting to already know too much about our neighbors <laughs> you know and again it's like i i would like to think they just kind of knew each other but i've just i don't know it's still weird as shit it was very bizarre just to like slow down and like have that slow down long enough to have that much of an exchange yeah, yes well his car basically stopped like he yeah. was slowing down and then he basically stopped his In car the middle of the fucking road there's yes. no turn no. lane or anything like no. that for folks listening <laughs> no it was in the middle of the fucking uh parking lot he just stopped dead ass right there because again he parks right there so yeah. it's like right in front of our fucking door is like right as i'm shutting it's like hey nice ass and of course my arm immediately like freezes like where's this going (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know dude's fucking volatile and you know some guys would not fucking respond well to that no (laughs) so i'm also sitting here going i'm like am i about to catch a fucking street fight yeah (laughs) it's like what motherfucker yeah that's i was kind of half expecting that say that about my ass again Well, as you're talking about earlier, speaking of traveling, for you volleyballed it over to me. I'll volley it right back over to okay, you because okay. uh, this is literally the day after this comes out, you've got something going on. Yeah, I'm uh, getting out and playing uh, my first solo show. I'm just yeah, kinda, that's just all just kind of sinking in right now. But uh, yeah, I'm going to the rim to play uh, some power pop shit on yeah. acoustic. How's that gonna roll? Power pop on acoustic? Uh, well, the thing is, like at the core, like the songs that I chose work as acoustic songs. Like, mm-hmm. say if you hear, uh, if you heard Paul Stanley play "Rock Bottom" by itself on an acoustic guitar, that would fucking rule, right? You know, just th- that song. So you're, that so have you're that Paul kind of Stanley thing. now. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You know. I died. No, I think that's awesome though. Uh, but you're you're burying the lead. Who are you playing with? Playing with the rumors, right? Playing, Holy shit! Yeah, finally, uh, with the uh, yeah, recurring, uh, well, recurring. I was going to say former guest on the show, Carly Fox. Finally, yes. going to meet her in person. Well, actually, I met her in person, like in Atlanta, but yeah. that was just that was, circum- that was circumstance too. <laughs> Downtown you know? showdown. 
Exactly. But yeah, no, so that's going to be fucking awesome. And uh, Roxy May is also on the bill. And of course, Mama Tequila. Mama Tequila. <laughs> Get to see fucking Andy. <laughs> Man, I, I hope I hope that right hand's playing in the pocket, bro. Man, I'm, if, oh, I'm going to give him so much hell if he ain't. If he ain't I'm, I'm, talking about your, I'm talking about your right hand better be in the pocket. Uh, that's, that's what I've been training for. I try to, no, seriously, I'm that guy now that like uh, goes to a secluded area. Like I go to the practice space and try to uh, play it through at least once a day. Nice. Excellent. No, that's good, man. No, and like you said, it's kind of like your first uh, actual acoustic show. You've done some open mic things, though, by yourself. Yeah, just here and there. I would just uh, go to places like Tommy's just to do something at night after, like, you know, a really bad breakup, you know, just to have something new to get the shit off my mind. Oh, yeah, totally. And I, you know. I got better at it. You mm-hmm. know, you do something long enough, you get better at it. Ah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, think that, I think that's the lesson of the year, the lesson of basically our story arc since 2014, 2015. Just don't quit. You, <laughs> you know? keep trying to do something long enough, you eventually get okay at it at least. Exactly. <laughs> People ask Lemmy, like, what do you, what do you accredit uh, Motorhead's longevity? He just says, not dying <laughs> yeah and i'll add to that just not quitting yeah so that's just it just keep going yeah and then uh the weekend after that we hadn't had a something good episode we've discussed this but we're actually going to be running down to atlanta to record with the one and only dan dixon dude may is going to be fucking bonkers yes it's like i, I can't i honestly cannot wait to record those new songs like uh-huh. that's every band says it leading into it but it's like a of course i think it's some of the best stuff we've written but b I think it's going to be, of course, some of the best produced material we've had, the best sounding material we've because had. Because we're because we're pro- we're going to get our asses kicked, <laughs> you know. Oh, I'm ready for <laughs> we're it. We're going to gear into shape. <laughs> well, that that's well. I mean, we've we've been very open on the show talking about you know always bettering yourself, and it's like, and that's one of the things I've really wanted from a studio experience is you know working with past producers. They've just they've either wanted me to just kind of yell, or either you know they don't know how to really do any sort of direction for if I am trying to do some sort of singing. And then, you know, just working now just this little bit, even with Dan, like pre-production wise, it opened my mind up to a whole new section of it all. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay. That's great. This, this is making sense now. Okay. And now it's, and then all of a sudden, boom, we did new demos and I was like, okay, fuck. Okay. We're kind of figuring it out now. And even he was like, yeah, anything at this point, we can just tweak when you get here. You're good. Just keep and practicing. That, that's the name of the game because we do our homework and shit like that too. Yeah. And it's, and I think that anytime people get afraid of hearing constructive criticism, that's when they gonna they're gonna wind up failing. Yeah. Because that that's basically been my whole thing this whole time is because I've just wanted someone that's actually been able to go, No, that's not how you need to do this, you need to do it like XYZ without going just yell. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm tired of yelling. <laughs> So how to tweak a vocalist. It's just like, uh, like I had that experience too, where I had to tweak mine and uh, worked with a guy that had to, uh, find, have me find a lens to relate to a vocalist mm-hmm. so that when, uh, this happens next time, or if I work with another singer, because mm-hmm. I'm still wanting to produce on the side, I can finally communicate on that level. Exactly. And it's, and it's just learning more tools of that trade. Exactly. And learning a whole set of lingo. Now I'm learning about fucking microphones and mm-hmm. realizing I need to get a fucking Sennheiser. I need to get a fucking Newman. I need to get a Scarlet fucking interface be- yep. and all this other shit. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and dude, the weird thing is, is 
I'm not a fan of his music. Like I even gave it one more shot recently, kind of hearing him talk gear and I listened to it one more time and I'm still just like, ah, I can't, I can't. But someone that's been very interesting to listen to talk about production is Dead Mouse. Really? For I can some see that. for some reason one of his videos popped up in my related and it was something like every EDM producer needs to stop doing this. And I'm like all right you got me what the fuck is it (laughs) mainly because it like seemed like he was being kind of ranty and i'm like musicians these days don't get ranty about other stuff you know they're very like kumbaya with each other so i'm like if he's getting salty about producing and mixing and the way bands are sounding i kind of want to hear what he's got to say that's why i watch rick beato's videos he'll get all fucking pissy with you know trends that need to stop and shit like that too oh yeah and especially you know being you know producers you know is one of the things i'm kind of interested in even though i don't do as much audio stuff it still connects in with the video things i do because i may need to mix in sound effects and that all ties in together so it's like i'm watching it and he was talking about like a kick and it's like kick being you know way too loud in a mix and he's like you know if this gets played over you know actual you know club speakers all this is gonna sound like muddy fucking garbage he's like and look at this shit right here he goes it's because of the fucking trail offs right here because you gotta shorten this shit your kick is not your bass your bass is your bass your kick is your fucking kick (laughs) and he's just he is just going down this fucking thing it's a pretty good point though exactly because he was talking about edm artists tuning their kick Okay. Oh no, that's not, that's what you do. You, you use your bass for that. Yeah, that's it, the melodic part. <laughs> so you are literally going down that same path he did. Yeah, they're talking about people tuning their kick and all this stuff. He goes, no, 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 no. You need to use your natural resonance. He's like, you don't need all this tail off. He goes, you need just the hit, and just the hit alone is gonna and like going down the thing. And it was just like pretty interesting. And then I actually started looking at all his gear, and he uses like a lot of analog stuff. Okay. Okay. Like he does, he like he like those eight oh eights or whatever. Yeah, and like uh, even his mixing board, like he was working with some guy to make it like as analog as possible and that kind of stuff. So by virtue of how he's doing it, it interested me. So he's just a big old fucking gear nerd. Too, oh, he's the biggest with... nerd ever. I, <laughs> I love but it. I still just can't. I just can't listen to the uh, music that well. It's still just. I don't know. It's, it's another language, really. Yeah, it is. It just, uh, I don't know. For some reason, that it's kind, it's kind of like you know, if you're trying to sell somebody like, a, it's like trying to sell somebody hip hop or sell somebody jazz or uh, or like some kind of like you know, uh, world dance music or whatever. It's like you know, it's a different language than rock and roll. It's like having a, co- a conversation with somebody that's just like, well, all right, well, this is how I pitch jazz to rock and roll guys and that kind of thing. And I'm in that same boat. I haven't been sold on EDM all that much, but that's a fantastic conversation to have, though. It is, and, and it feels like, at least for me, it wouldn't be that far disconnected because I love a lot of, you know, 70s pop and 80s new wave and stuff that has, you know, kind of a techno-y beat to it. But EDM is just something that never hit. It just felt so so synthesized and so sanitized and yeah. so and and it's like and as I've gotten older and I actually look at what they all do, I get that it's more than just clicking a button or two on a laptop. Sure. It's super creative. I yes, get it. It's like, yes, there are a couple people that do the live DJ shit that just like press a button on the laptop and just make a fuck wave their arms around. That, that's the guy that you see at the wedding party. <laughs> yeah. And, and, those, and, 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 you know, and like the Charlotte Knights fucking, you know, yeah. uh, you know, um, 
EDM parties that go on downtown. But no, so yes, what you see there, but someone like, you know, Dead Mouse or even like uh, the Daft Punk guys, it's like, I still don't like Daft Punk, but it's like, they are honestly playing their keys and their instruments. They are twisting knobs on stage to make noise. So yeah. they're kind of treating it like instruments. So I've kind of softened a little bit toward the whole, it's not real music kind of shit. As a rap, that's a whole different story. That really does feel like just a fucking beat on loop, and then you just thought of some shit to say on top of it. <laughs> I mean, isn't that what music is? I feel that there's certain things that take a little bit more craftsmanship. I'm I'm not talking about you know the classic rap. I'm talking about Johnny Don't Punch Me, SoundCloud rappers. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about those types. Those are the guys that you see that pop up in your like uh, email saying, "Hey." Uh, at such you want to collab you want to collab <laughs> I, I make beats yo yeah exactly that's thank you that's the kind of yeah that person no, that, I'm talking no, about no fuck all that shit <laughs> yeah so so that that was my perception of basically all of it so I've I've kind of been able to yeah. I've been able to draw a better line in the sand and go okay there's just certain people that do this and then there's a handful that even though I don't like the music they are treating it like instruments it's a it's a world I'm not familiar with, but the folks that are successful in it seem to be very earnest about it, so good for them. And I'll tell you this, I'd love to have a little Korg keyboard, one that actually has oh, all those old analog dude. tricks on it, and I've got the little fucking tone knobs oh, and all that let shit. Let me add that to the list. I could probably get something like that at the stove. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're still expensive, even if you do have a nice little stove discount. <laughs> and, I mean, just something to think about. We're speaking of, you don't even have to, you don't have to say the company, but that's a new uh, thing yeah. for you here. Been uh, teaching on the regular since uh, November. Mm-hmm. I think you mentioned the uh, teaching thing, but now you're also working at a uh, guitar shop. Yeah, one of the teaching gigs is uh, at a guitar shop. Uh, oh, word. Okay, so now you're just also working at the shop in addition to yeah. doing the teaching. Awesome, dude. I'm, I'm like Thursday cap, if you will. <laughs> Thursday cap, yes. Yes. <laughs> We're starting the lore now. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just hang out there just one day a week and you know have my roster of students, and uh, I'm already getting like... Uh, hours beforehand too so that's the thing that's been happening lately too is, is that the hours have been adding up that's the thing about uh, being a full time a musician which is what I chose to do is that you've got to pile on hours and hours of you know things you can do playing music especially in this town oh absolutely dude and that's and that winds up just leading into everything we've got going on it's like as soon as restrictions started wiggling open a little it's like we, we jumped on it oh yeah <laughs> everybody is just like oh yeah and um so it's like I I'm pretty sure by the time this episode comes out, we'll have these posted already. Uh, but if not, you're hearing it here first. We actually do have two fill-in shows officially in the books. Yes, we do. Uh, both in May, uh, May fifteenth, uh, and Gator Tail. Uh, sorry, uh, it's going to be it's, it's, no, it's Gator Tails, Gator Tails, <laughs> and Myrtle Beach. Fuck yeah! Now this is actually pretty close to like the main boardwalk area with like near Gay Dolphin and Ripley's oh, and all no that shit. shit. Yeah, it's like a few 
few blocks from that shit, man. Okay. It's, it's going to be party time. You ain't mine. <laughs> and then the week after that, it's going to be our first local show in well over a year. Big rock and roll party at Skylark Social Club, May 21st. That's right. May 21st is going to be us, the Grave Rollers. Hey, double duty for As those that right. don't know yet. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> Grave Rollers and Queen City Rejects are, are going to be, be on the bill. Nutty. But yeah, you're, you're playing with uh, Grave Rollers now, too. Yeah, just... Uh, the Grave Roller's second guitar journey has been a thing for a minute in between Steve, and then it was you for a minute. Yeah, and it was Ray also. Uh, and then Ray for, from uh, Graveyard Boulevard. Because mm-hmm, uh, Ray features on the two new tracks they just posted on their Spotify, which one of them will probably be at the end of this episode. Totally. Um, but uh, yeah, he plays on those two recent tracks, and then I played for a minute, and then it literally turned into... Like they were, they were loving like the rhythm style because I that's the one thing I will ever always I will always confidently say is I'm a solid rhythm player and I, I can keep a I can keep rhythm even without a fucking click and almost stay in time I'm pretty good on that aspect so it's like they were digging on that they liked the you know strumming vibe I gave to it and everything and they're like all right well what about solos I'm like um you kind of hum me something and I might kind of figure it out. And they're like, well, yeah, I mean, we, we need you to kind of be creative. I'm like, uh, why don't you just practice, man? Well, th- that's, then that's what they were kind of saying. And I was like, well, I mean, I can do that. I said, but you know, I don't know really what I can give you. And then like on the ride home one day, Tony or mentioned, or like I mentioned or something, I'm like, yeah, I guess I'll just sit down and with cap and like have them like, listen to the songs and kind of help me write out some solos. And then it's like, I started thinking on more. I'm like, why am I going to have him write solos for, he just needs to try out. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it just became like absurd when I started thinking about, it. I'm like, yeah, I'll just have him sit down with me, help me write out some solos. So I can kind of start figuring out this whole solo thing. Why? If he's just going to help write them, he just needs to go play them. <laughs> and that doesn't even feel like, uh, you know, that feels like a vacation band in itself, too, because it's all guys we've known for years. Oh, dude. that And that's how it felt with me when I was rolling in with it. And then it just sucked, though, because it's like, as much as I was enjoying playing with those guys, like, during practice and shit, I couldn't even enjoy, like, the last one because I was dealing with my tonsillitis bullshit. Oh, yeah. Which I think I talked about in one of the previous episodes. But no, it's like, so it's like, that was in the middle of all that. So it's like, the last practice, I was just ill as a snake, hurting. It's just, I was in a bad mood. It's raining. I hate the fucking rain. Tony's been making fun of me for that lately. Fuck you. I don't care. I hate the rain. I hate it when it fucking gets on my neck. That's what I, I just, that's what I hate. I hate when You're the like rain gets on. <laughs> Seriously, I, I can deal with water getting on my shirt, pants, arms, hands, face, whatever. But as soon as raindrops start making contact with my neck, I feel violent. <laughs> like get me out of this shit now kind of thing i don't know what it is it's a weird tick and we're like dude so we're like too stubborn to carry around umbrellas yeah i'm not gonna be doing that but that's part <laughs> of the- look stupid hey why do you think i wear a hoodie all the goddamn time in case it ever does rain i don't even have to flip it up i just got to do this i just got to pull it up a little bit around my neck hoodie still gets fucking wet <laughs> it does, but it's not direct water drops on my neck that will drip down my back and get my the rest of my collar wet. <laughs> at least at this point, only the hood of my hoodie is getting wet. And then when I'm finally out of the rain, I can take my hoodie off and I'm dry. <laughs> <laughs> this face is just kind of like, I'm fucking dry. Don't fuck with me, rain. 
will kill you. <laughs> no, so it's like since I've been working with Tony a lot more, every time it seems like it's about to rain, he like he starts making it out, out to be it's like this going to be this huge ordeal. And it's all because he was late one morning picking me up from our pickup spot. And I'm like, dude, it's fucking raining. Where the fuck are you? And it's like, I'm, I'm like, I have shelter, but at the same time, it's like still getting on me. So I'm still annoyed and it's cold. And I'm like, you're late. Where are you? And that kind of thing. And, and so it's like, back time. Yeah. And he wasn't that late. <laughs> He he, dirt back time is way worse. He he's just on Tony time now, and uh, Tony time can be. It's also Daddy time, so that Fair can also enough. be the variable. So I I, I talk shit, but on, it's not that entre bad. dad time. Yes, entre dad time. <laughs> so it's like I was a little early, and he was a couple minutes late. So it was still a long period of time though, and so it's like when I got in the car, I was still like a little irritated. He's like, "What's wrong with you?" I'm like, "I really hate the rain." He's like, "Really?" I was like, "Yeah, it puts me in a bad mood. I'm only getting wet." He's like. Well, you're finicky. I was like, what else have you ever heard me complain about? Really? The first uh, time I complain about something, you're going to call me finicky. Tony's just hilarious. You're I'm just... the kind of person that will reject three places to eat, but then be genuinely okay with going without. I'm not one of those where it's like, I'll just keep saying no to places and then, you know, be like, oh, but we haven't got anything to eat. It's like, if there's genuinely nothing around I don't want, I'm cool with waiting. I'm cool with just going without. <laughs> I don't know. It's like with like my. I'm, I try to be easy going. Just I don't want to get wet. <laughs> just don't want to get wet. I love how Tony's like your coworker and like he's my front man. <laughs> <laughs> and it's probably also similar dynamics because you still have to work with them in a certain kind of aspect, and I work with them in a different aspect. So it's like. But then I got Tiki yelling at Tony. <laughs> Tiki and and Tommy, <laughs> I love those guys so much. I do too. John just he just hangs and just makes jokes. <laughs> Let's see what I also really like about Tony, uh, which kind of the ping pong back to what you were even talking about earlier. Is like I actually wound up finally making a trip uh, this time. Uh, I actually flew out to New Jersey and uh, to finally do a little bit of extra video stuff that I've been doing like with Tony. Hell so. Yeah. Um, he, he's been part of the startup company called TLS and is supposed to be able to help uh, improve the life uh, lifetime that seniors stay at home. You know, most of them don't want wearables and cameras. And this offers up a radar sensing technology that, you know, you just install a couple of these sensors in the room and maps it out. Well, you map it out. And, um, Basically, it's got fall detection. You know, if they hadn't moved in a certain period of time, you can get a sensor on the phone. You know, there's there's going to be a version for caregivers. There's going to be a version for family members. You know, X, Y, Z, blah, 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 blah. Right. Well, we really needed a good bit of video content to really, you know, push, you know, this new product that they're looking to really debut here in the next couple months. So we flew up there and I just spent a full day with Tony just kind of going through different scenarios, setting up the stuff, you know, showing live demos of it working. It's not smoke and mirrors bullshit. It's like, you know, we've got the phone set up on the table and it's like, you know, he'll do like a, a fake fall where he'll just kind of like, you know, half ass lay on the ground. And then a few minutes, seconds later, you hear, you know, ding, a push notification on the phone. And it says, you know, person in room, you know, X, Y, Z is taking a fall. You know, that kind of stuff. So we just, we went up there just to kind of get a good bit of shooting done. And then, of course, we had our downtime. <laughs> but no, that was just a whole lot of fun. And uh, it was cool because we flew into Newark. Okay. And, uh, and when we flew into Newark, that's essentially flying into New York. So I would say you're about 20 miles from the lake that separates Jersey from New York. So did, were you able to get like, kind of a view of oh, the outside of uh 
Oh, absolutely. From the from the flight in, it looked like uh it, it looked like it was as close as like when we're on the interstate heading to band practice when we can see the skyline right before we get on the fucking no dot exit when we're still a little bit further back when about common market and shit's on our right. Yeah. About how big the city looks there is about how big it looked from the airplane we nice. were flying when we were flying in next to it. And man, you don't know. The fucking bullshit torture to be flying into essentially New York City and not be going there. Yeah, but you're dealing with that fucking traffic out of the exit probably, right? Dude, I don't know what fucking luck I have. I did not experience the traffic. We did not experience the traffic. There was a little bit of section that had to slow down. No worse than we've dealt with in Atlanta. Huh. Like I've, I'm sure it was a good day. I'm not. I'm. I don't fucking at me. Right. <laughs> I'm sure it was a good day, but no. And, and I'm also sure it was the areas we took. We definitely saw some back to traffic areas, and we didn't. We certainly didn't get anywhere close to New York City in order to see that traffic. But in Newark, it wasn't that bad. And I don't expect it to be that bad. And uh, but no. But where we wound up staying was probably about maybe 15 minutes out from that. So it still set us about maybe 45 minutes from New York. So okay. it still was about. It was still about an hour drive. But the other bullshit thing was, is like, so we flew in on that Sunday and we didn't have to meet uh, with the TLS guys until Monday. Oh, all right. So when we flew in Sunday, we basically had a full day off. And so it's like, we, we get into the hotel, we get checked in, meet up at a bar, and we, of course, weren't able to take any of our fun stuff with us. Being mm. any sort of vape pens yeah. or flour, or any yeah, of this, and th- you still can't. It is uh, legal in New Jersey, but you can't fly with it. Exactly, and you can't purchase it there, not yet. Interesting. Okay. You cannot purchase it there, so it's decriminalized. Oh, in that's Jersey. right. Got and you can it. get it for medical purposes. Right. They're trying to pass the recreational bill now. It, it's just not there yet. It's not there yet. It's to the point where Kevin Smith could freely walk the fucking street smoking a joint, and no one could say shit to him about it anymore. Yeah, when he's ready to just go home and take care of his mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, his mom's in Florida, but um, well, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, so it's like he he can he's basically to the point now where if he gets caught with weed he genuinely can't be prosecuted for it anymore not like he would have but right. i'm just using that as an example well he's probably like snoop dogg at this point we're like snoop dogg and just smoking public and nobody will say shit yeah but i'm just saying basically anyone could wind up pulling that now and be cool but yeah so we're just kind of sitting there and, and tony knows i don't drink and it's like we're at a pub and, and it was actually kind of cool because i, almost, I should have taken a photo of it, it was a place called jersey girl uh, <laughs> cute <laughs> and um so we we're, were hanging out there and he was like well man I, I know you don't drink anymore he's like you know you want to like go pick up some cbd or something i was like no i said you know if you want to get hey man we'll go party and get some cbd bro <laughs> yeah yeah so i was like yeah no maybe not <laughs> so, yeah, I'll, I'll feel good but no, I just want to do stuff. Yeah, you know? I was like, yeah, not really. He's like, well, have you tried this Delta Eight shit? I was like, I was like, Tinky was talking about this tonight. It, both of them were. <laughs> yeah. So I, he was like, if you try this Delta Eight shit, I was like, mm, I've heard of it. I was like, literally, my my lady's Christiana. She had just brought it up like a few weeks prior because we saw it at Common Market, and I was like, N- I just heard about it. No, he goes, dude, this shit's un- insane. It's unreal and it's legal. You can buy this shit anywhere and you sell CBD. I was like, no shit. He goes, yeah, we passed like three fucking smoke shops on the way over here. He's like, well, we'll stop by there, see if they got any for you. I was like, all right. 
So he calls up this one place. They had it. We pull in. And now this place probably had, it was about the size of, well, hell, probably about a standard dispensary, to be honest, or a standard, like, um, head shop. Um, you just walked in and had a little counter to the left and, you know, all the paraphernalia and shit across the walls and all that crap. Yeah. But the reason I bring it up is the person working there. <laughs> now... I won't be able to properly convey this through an audio medium, but <laughs> so we walk in, we're being good boys. We're wearing our masks and everything. The lady behind the desk, she's got hers hanging by her ear. She doesn't immediately see us walk in and she's like, Oh, hi. And then she sees us. She sees like frantically grabbing for it and like trying to put it back on. She's like, Oh, hi, 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 hi. Oh, we're God. like, hi, hi. And, um, Antonio's like, uh, yeah, where, where's your Delta eight section? Cause she goes, Oh, you were that dude that like called earlier. Like, cool. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. They're not carrying any weed back there. But meanwhile, she's just fucking <laughs> baked. Dude, before she, she, was on, she was on more than weed. <laughs> so she does all that and just kind of like sits there and like looking at us. And he goes, so is it like all of it? And she goes, oh, no, you need to, you need me to show you where it is. You've never been here before. And he goes, no, 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 no. We're actually, you know, we, we just flew into town today. We're from, uh, we're, we're, we're not from here. And she goes, oh, I don't live here either. All right. And we're like, <laughs> okay. and the plot thickens. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Tom Segura bit where he talks about uh, uh, Tito or whatever his name is that, uh Hangs out in the front of the bank. Yeah. And gives you his backstory. <laughs> so so she, she shows us a section and, you know, she's like, oh, so you know about that shit? You know about that shit? Yada, yada, yada. And Tony's like, yeah, I've, I've tried it once. You know, it's cool or whatever. But, you know, my, my friend here, he smokes a little bit more often. So, you know, I'm trying to get him something to last him a few days while we're up here. And she's like, oh, I feel you. I feel you. And she goes, and he goes, you know, what do you recommend for him? And she goes, <laughs> and we're like, well, what? Yeah, we're like, what? She goes, you want me to do some real talk with you? And we're like, okay. She goes, I'll fuck with that shit. And we're like, okay. She goes, yeah, I got like bipolar disorder. And like that shit fucks with me. And like Tony and I immediately like in unison, just like That's I just went right back to the counter. because We're like, okay, fuck off, whatever. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, let's just go right back to the counter, and we're just kind of figuring out, you know, anything we wanted to get. And, and she is still just, like, saying, right. I can't remember everything she was saying, but she was just rambling and going on and on about random shit. I pick up a tank and some gummies I like. I walk up to the counter. Oh, and a tank. Oh, and a battery, rather, because I didn't yeah. bring a battery with me, thinking I couldn't bring my tanks. Well, <laughs> I get out there. And she goes, she, she kind of stands up, is kind of looking at all of them. And she goes, okay, so is that going to be all for you? I was like, yep, that's, that's going to be it. Just like ready to get this whole thing over with. Yeah. And she reaches down to like grab the bag of gummies and then like immediately drops it. And she goes, oh, I'm sorry. I don't want to touch all your stuff. Jesus Christ, lady. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, okay, that's fine. That's fine. I'm like, I don't know if it's a COVID thing. I don't know if it's a mental thing, but whatever. You ain't got to touch my shit. You know, I'm like, you, you're good, lady. And she was the only one at the store. Only one at the store, which oh leads into the next bit. So as she goes, oh, I don't want to touch all your stuff. I'm going, oh, it's fine. She leans over to her tablet. She's 
typing, tapping through her fucking square POS system. You, you've seen us. Like, yeah. Fucking every coffee shop has it. And, and she's tapping through there trying to find these things. She goes, hold, hold, hold on a second. She starts tapping through her phone. She puts it up. She, oh, my God. And I'm like, oh, God, here she goes. And I hear this guy pick up on the room. And she goes, yeah. She goes, okay, people are here, and I need to figure out where some stuff is. Oh, my God. <laughs> Because remember what she said earlier, I don't live here either. Clearly, you don't even work here. Yeah. <laughs> so she goes, all right, he's going to get the Delta 8 gummies. Yeah, the gummies. Oh, my God, lady. <laughs> it's that fucking um, Mr. Show bit with Bob Odenkirk. Where Holy fuck, yes. Yes. Yes, that's really what it was like. That's really what it was like. <laughs> I need change for a dollar. <laughs> This whole thing. <laughs> so he he asked the brand, the flavor, all this other crap, and he tells her where it is. He's tapping through. She goes, "Okay, I found it. I found it." And she goes, "Okay, he's getting a, a Delta Eight Tang." I just wanted to try both of them as well. He saw Newtonia's going to want some too, and I was like, "I don't want him bo- eating all my fucking food." <laughs> I'll get a tank too. I know he don't hit the tanks as much. And the boss is just like, mm, uh, uh, well, "I don't know." <laughs> so so get this too. I forgot this part too. So when he tells her where it is, she goes, "Okay, hold on." And sets the phone down, goes and types it through, finds it, and goes, okay. Looks back over and goes, okay, that tank. Um, okay, now he's also getting this tank. <laughs> okay, it's, and I can like hear him on the line. And he's like, okay, it's listed under this and the other, blah, blah, blah. She finds it. Well, she, she sets, sets the, the phone, phone down, down yes, again. Finds it, does that. Turns to the battery. Picks it up, looks me dead in the eyes, and goes, I don't mind picking this up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> if I'm lying, I'm dying. I will call Tony right now to verify that she said that. Picks up the fucking battery and says, I don't mind picking this up. Asks the dude where that was, rings me up. And we finally get out the fucking door and she's like saying all this shit like, I know I'm going to see y'all again. I'm going to see y'all again soon, aren't I? And we're just like, yep. Nope. <laughs> Never. <laughs> ever. Oh, Burn God. that place to the ground. She's there by herself. Yes. Without a clue. Yes. Uh, is it? I, I, so yeah. many fucking questions. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh Oh man! Like honestly, the the only way I can describe it, and I, and I won't use names simply because I don't I don't want to drag, but uh, the the stereotypical um, that would get super drunk and really loud. Yeah, imagine that super drunk, but also high, working at a weed shop. Jesus Christ! Yeah, that's what we were dealing with almost. <laughs> it was insane. Yeah, <laughs> but no, uh, but but to report back, dude, Delta Eight rocks. Yeah, <laughs> even I think Tony got a uh, Tiki on board with it too, or Tiki got it from somebody. I think somebody. Tiki told Tony about it. Okay, that's what I'm thinking happened. Um, but but no. now he's saying that it doesn't do anything for him anymore. Maybe just because he's been taking too much. Who knows? Well, so so what I've been able to kind of derive from it is so THC has multiple compounds in it, and some of them are multiple versions of Delta. There's even there's a Delta Eight and a Delta Nine. Now the Delta Nine is the super potent shit that you would get in like the tanks, other edibles, shit like that. Right. Delta Eight is a form of it, and it got passed in a farming bill last year. Mm, okay. 
it got slid under the fucking radar in a farming bill. Interesting. Now, all of a sudden, everyone's allowed to use it. And it's just, it's, it's basically the, a similar form of like extracting nicotine out of a tobacco plant to make the regular e vapes. Okay. Or electric, or the e vapes. Wow, I sound like a fucking 40 year old. <laughs> Your fucking vapes were electronic cigarettes. Fuck. <laughs> it's not like you worked in the industry for a bit. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not in the slightest. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of the same process as that. They're able to just extract certain compounds from the bud itself, or the hemp rather, and and this specific compound just can get you fucking high. And it's legal right now. Right now. I'm yeah. sure they're going to fucking crack down on that shit. So, podcast uh, makes breaking news with information. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we're the, I'm sure we're the first ones to talk about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but no, I, I found the tank didn't do that much for me. I thought it was just kind of a weaker version of that. But the gummies, man, I don't know if it was just this brand, but the gummies rocked. Yeah, that's what Tony said. <laughs> Tony. <laughs> oh, Tony. So we hop in the car and I go, well, do you want some, man? He goes, well, fuck yeah. And I was like, well, do you want to hit the tank? You want some of the gummies? And they're like Sour Patch Kid flavor. They had like the sour sprinkles and shit on them and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so I was like, do you want the gummy or tank? He's like, I just want some of the gummies. I was like, all right. I said, so well, if you have one, we were like maybe like five, ten minutes from the hotel. I said, well, if you have one now, I said, by the time we get back in the hotel, you should be, you know, should be kicking in. I said, you want one or two? And he's like, well, how much are they? And they're 10 milligrams each. And I'm like, eh, they're 10 each. I said, I'm probably going to do two. I said, because, yeah. you know, it's 10. I said, that's for anything, 10 is a pretty low dosage. Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, I feel you. He goes, I'll take two. So both of us popped two. And about maybe halfway through the car ride, because I'm 100% sober at this time, he's got a little bit of beer in him. I'm totally sober. So I start feeling it a little bit. And I'm like, oh, wow. Hey, man, these, these actually kind of work. Like, I, I'm not high. <laughs> But you're still like, hey, man, a little bit like it kind of made me go, hey, man, you know, just a little bit like it, it was it was a very nice all legal alternative when I couldn't get anything like it was surprising, like actual gummies did less for me in the past. Right. And that's why it shocked me. Like I've had like legit gummies that didn't do as much of this did within like five or ten minutes. So I'm like, hey, I, these, these feel pretty nice. He goes, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of feeling it now. I was like, yeah, cool. We hop in, we get to the hotel, and I feel like I've kind of peaked. Like I, I felt like when I was in the car, I peaked, and the, and this kind of high is it like a peak, and then you start dipping down. It's a peak, and then you dip down a little, then you ride. Nice. Like it, it's it's not much of a dip down. Like more, it's more of a oh there it is. You settle into, it, and then it's all right. Here we go. That was my favorite thing. thing about edibles when I used to you know, partake. Yeah. So, so, you know, it had a nice peak and then it leveled off and I still felt pretty fucking good. Good enough to, you know, hit the tank a few more times, pile on top or back at the hotel. It's like nine 30 at night and about to fucking go to sleep. Yeah. All of a sudden out of Tony's mouth, he goes, man, I'm like, what? He goes, I'm not here right now. Oh my God. <laughs> Dude, I thought he was about to float out the fucking window. <laughs> he was not on this fucking planet anymore. That's, that sounds like some shit I used to say when I would eat some like space cakes and shit like that. Dude, it was hilarious <laughs> because he wasn't like acting high. 
He was just saying he was high. Oh, yeah. He was just like fucking like couch baked or bed baked. Oh, yeah. You know? Because it's like he was still talking normal. Yeah. His face, like his eyes didn't say baked. Like his face didn't say I'm like, oh, yeah. like he looked completely normal, was acting totally normal, but would just like look at me and be like, dude, I'm really high. <laughs> and I'm like, you're not acting. He goes, I feel it, man. I really feel it. Had a couple. Of, so he had a couple of beers in him, though. Yeah, and that's and I think it had a delayed reaction for mm. him because he already had that in him. So it's like he he basically just curled up in bed and like within five minutes was out. Oh yeah, that's that weird. That's that wee drunk buzz. So we get up the next morning and uh, he he beat me up by maybe 30, 45 minutes. And uh, enough time for him to, for me to be waking up as he's like getting out of the shower. I was like, "Hey," he's like, "Good morning." He's like, "How'd you sleep?" I was like, "Surprisingly fucking good." I said, "I think it's partly the gummies." I said, "And also, I said this bed's surprisingly comfortable." It was actually a really nice fucking bed for a fucking hotel eight or a motel eight, whatever it was. And uh, and he was like, "Yeah, dude." He goes. Did you have any weird dreams? <laughs> I was like, no. He goes, dude, I kept waking up from the weirdest fucking dreams. See, see that, that was me when I used to take edibles like that. That would give me those kind of reactions. It would be like weird dreams that, that would wake up in the middle of the night, go back to sleep, wake up again from another weird dream, and just fall back to sleep immediately. Yeah, and that's what he was saying he was doing. And... um. Yeah, so it was like so that day was our work day. You know, we do all our shit and we we had some nice dinner, talk with the hang out with the CEO and the founders and all that. Tony, and, I um, hope we're not selling you out, bud, by telling your st- weed stories on the oh, podcast. Oh no, no, fuck them. <laughs> I love them. Fuck them. <laughs> no, so uh, so you know, we, we hang out that day. We have our you know fun and all that. So we we get back to the ho- hotel and I kind of kind of raise my eyebrow at him, joking out. I'm like, hey, Tony, you want another one of those gut? You want some more gummies? He goes. <laughs> I'll have one. <laughs> I was like, okay. So, so I hand him one. And about maybe 15 minutes later, he goes, this is bullshit. It's some bullshit. I was like, what? He goes, I have two and I'll leave this planet. I have one and I don't feel shit. I was like, what well, do you want another? Yeah. What? He gets real quiet. And he goes, no, I'm just going to go to bed. <laughs> and it rolls over. <laughs> I was like, I gave him one, and I was like, I'm going to make a quick phone call, call my girl. We talked for maybe about 30, 40 minutes or so outside, and came back in. He was still just on his computer, and it's like, by the time I was coming in, he's close, and he's like, it's bullshit. <laughs> oh, he was ready to sleep. Yeah, he was. <laughs> so what's it called, the the gummies? Uh, the, I forget the, uh, well, I've got a photo on my phone, but but the, the compound is called Delta 8. Delta but, 8, okay. Yeah, but... Um, but the actual, the brand I picked up, let's see this here, is a Palm Trees. Yeah, okay. I, po- I posted about it in our Discord. I was going to say, I'll probably just reference that and probably if it's, yeah, you can get it at C- any CBD place. For, uh, uh, it is, well, I say that, that that's like fucking saying you can get Topo Chico fucking anywhere they sell seltzered water fucking yeah, bastards right <laughs> sorry i'm not going down that fucking rabbit hole right now but no so it to, to say that would be correct but at the same time just look for his product that have delta 8 and i don't fucking know yeah, <laughs> i'm sure i'll do a little bit of digging i'm and not find necessarily out. endorsing this shit in case it later on it's like this makes your dick fall off you know <laughs> right <laughs> you know so i'm not like sitting here saying hey listeners you should go out and you know purchase this 
I'm just saying I tried it. <laughs> and I liked it. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. See, I'm just, I'm asking. I'm not asking for you listeners. I'm asking for me. Yeah, we're dumb. <laughs> I'm not telling you to be dumb. That's why we have a podcast. We talk about the dumb shit we did. <laughs> but I will say, though, man, TSA's gotten weird. Yeah, it's been a minute since I've flown. So... So, everyone likes talking about, you know, like, post-9-11 and everything, you know, TSA getting, like, super strict and, like, not, you know, allowing all this sort of different stuff and having all these very weird and arbitrary rules and yada, yada, blah, 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 blah. And then even now, you know, with COVID, you know, the airplane, you know, everything shut the fuck down and now people have to fucking travel. So, you know, airplanes have to open back up. What does the fucking airports look like? Well, I can fucking tell you what they look like. Yeah, tell us. Goddamn. All right, well, Charlotte was interesting. It was Charlotte was the most put-together one out of the two between Charlotte and Newark. Um, it seemed to be the cleanest and kind of well-put-together, even though North Carolina is a lot less restricted than Jersey is. Actually, no, yeah, uh, it's a lot less restricted than Jersey is with their mass restrictions and cleanliness. Like, Jersey is still under a lot more lockdown than North Carolina is. Okay. And it's like, it feel like their airport was like, dirtier than ours which is weird it's like we had a cleaner airport but yet they had more like cleanliness restrictions i believe that it actually. was odd yeah. but it's like it didn't seem say this it just felt older and it's like a little bit more like color faded where it's like everything kind of have more of a yellowy brown tone anytime i fly home to memphis it's like that and there's like barely anybody there and they just kind of run down over there too and this is the fedex fucking you know, run airport and shit. Yeah, and it's like, and it was a still, a, the Newark was still a nice airport. It, you could just tell it was still an older airport than the Charlotte Douglas one, or sure. either um, they didn't do as much renovations as they have over at Charlotte. True, sure. I think uh, Charlotte Douglas kind of has, I don't know where they get their budget from, but Bank of America, probably. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> this is, is Bank the, of America the town. Ba- the, yeah, the banking city gets the banking airport. Yeah, so, so when I was going through your, uh, uh, the uh, pre-check and everything, and of course we're sitting here. I was like, "Well, we can't take you know any of our pins or any of that crap." So I was like, "Well, I hope they just don't say anything about my regular vape." You know, I'm definitely not going. I'm not buying cigarettes. I'm not buying a fucking cure. Fucking any of views, any of that <laughs> bullshit. I'm taking my shit. Yeah, I'm still gonna try it. And so we we kind of pack everything all up together and i'm going through uh the main checkpoints and as soon as i get up to the first one i know that my id is valid but it is kind of worn out okay so i'm sitting here going like okay i've already got the secondary plan i've got my credit card i've also got a debit card and my debit card's got my photo on it with my full name that's also on my id so we should be good yeah. And plus the ID on the back of the, the barcode on the back still scans. So that's exactly what the guy tells me. He goes, well, your barcode scans, it's a valid ID. Uh, but unfortunately we can't really see the photo on there. I'm like, ah, well, look, here's my debit card with my photo on it. And yeah, yank the mask down for a second. I'm like, put it back up. I'm like, it's really me. <laughs> hey guys. Yeah. Basically like, peekaboo. <laughs> you see my face. But, um, so I show him, I'm like, hey, it's really me though. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I can verify that. He goes, it's no problem at all. You just need to go two bays down, and uh, they just need to snap a new photo of you for our records. I'm like, motherfuck. That's fucking, yeah. Well, because they scan your ID, and they need a copy of it. Oh, yeah. So because the photo on the ID can't be copied, they need a photo of the person that's on the flight. Right. So 
I have to go two bays down. Now, if you've been to any airport, you know a bay is like two city blocks long. Yeah. So now I've got to break away from Tony, run all so the you way down. Da- yeah, I am like half-ass booking it down this because I've got like a book back on, a book bag on, and a fucking you know rolling briefcase, booking it down these fucking things. And I get to like this one thing, and this one sweet, sweet lady, she's just trying to do her job. She's like, no, 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 sir, boarding is over there. I'm like, I know, I know, I know. The other guy, she's like, no, 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 board. I'm like, shh. <laughs> I'm like, he told me to come over here because my ID. I, I was like showing her my ID. I'm like, because it's it's faded. I got to come over here and get a new photo. She goes, oh, I am so sorry. Right this way. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> like, don't fuck with me right now. This is a high stress situation. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like I'm being very calm. I'm being very sweet to her, but at the same time, I'm like, shh, shh, no, no, no. I need to be over here. Oh She's yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm like, don't fuck with me, please. Yeah, shit like that happens at the airport. It's fucking stressful. Yeah. So especially because now I'm separated from tony and i've got the gear yeah you know and it's like he's like and they're gonna be boarding in about maybe like 15 20 minutes i don't know how long this is gonna take you know it's like i've still got plenty of time to get to the plane i just want to get over there quickly i don't like this hiccup so i finally get over there and the guy goes yeah unfortunately my thing isn't scanning your ID. I'm like, I know. I got yeah. sent down here to get a new photo. He goes, right, right. Well, this isn't the right boarding area for you anyway. You need to go down to the uh, one to the like, point me back to where I was. And very calmly, but assertively, <laughs> I let him know. Sir, I was just over there, and they sent me to hear over to see you. Now there is a very bad stigma of airports bouncing people from bay to bay, and I would like to get this quickly rectified. Now I do not want to miss my flight. I do apologize. I don't have a car. This is my state ID. I've not felt the need to really get it re-verified anytime soon. But you know what? I'll make a promise to you, sir. If you look in my records, you'll see that I've not flown in years. If I do make that change i promise you i will get my id fixed as soon as possible and i'm like i like i was like my mask is down the whole time that way he could see my fucking face because he's got fucking plastic up fuck him (laughs) i know i don't have covid (laughs) i know i got that shit fuck you so i'm like saying this the whole time like a big ass grin on my face i'm like i really gotta catch this flight hey he just kind of smiles at me he's like Okay, I understand. And he's like, just walk over here for me. He's like, smile. I'm like, eh. He takes it. He's like, all right, go through over there. Go through the fucking TSA pre-checklist. They don't fucking blink at my vape. They don't blink at fucking anything in my book bag. They just fucking push that shit through. I I doubt they even fucking looked at the goddamn scan. They just shoved that shit through, and they're like, go. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so Damn. Yeah, so I still got over there early enough. I was just trying to be more urgent for them, so they would also be urgent, because they were moving like fucking sloths still got over there in plenty of time but on the way back now we've got uh well i've got cbd gummies and a cbd tank now this tank looks exactly like this so it looks like uh, any other uh tank yes it looks exactly like a th uh thc tank so i'm on the way to the airport and I turned to Tony, I was like, I wonder if they're going to say anything about this stuff. I said, worst they're going to do is just toss it, and it's, it's going to suck. I said, you know, so I spent good money on this. I said, but either way, I said, but I wonder if they're going to let this through. It looks just like a fucking weed tank. And he was like, I don't know, man. We're gonna, I mean, I don't see why they should. It's technically not weed. It's CBD. And, you know, that you are allowed to take, you know, you are allowed to fly with that. And we looked it up, and that's true. And we're like, 
Oh, yeah. I mean, and there's no way for them to really test it unless they take a puff. And yeah. They're not going to take a puff and they can't open these shits up, you know, so I don't know how they're going to test it and to fucking swab around the lip. You know, <laughs> I don't think they could do that. It's only one way to find out. Yeah. So I just put everything in my fucking book bag and I just put this in my pocket because that's what I do with my fucking regular uh, nicotine vape on the ride up. I just put it on in my pocket. They ask you to empty the pockets. Put it in the fucking bin. They slide it on through, you know, and I just picked it up, put it back in my pocket. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do that with my, you know, new Delta 8 pin. Okay. Sure enough, I toss it right in there. Book bag makes it straight on through with the fucking gummies. Didn't fucking blink. Made, and then the fucking tank with my, my, they were like sitting like this in my hat <laughs> on, on the way out. And I was like, well, apparently I can fucking travel with a weed pin because they don't fucking blink at this shit. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah, so I thought that was funny. And I thought that was going to be like the last little bit of, you know, interesting thing that happened at the airport. Just kind of laughing at the fact that, you know. But wait, there's that more? The, that these kind of, you know, basically weed gummies and weed tank made it through without a blink of an eye. Well, standing there, I'm getting my shoes back on. You know, I'm getting laptop back in the book bag, you know, and checking the pocket. Are you still there? You know, everything else. <laughs> I'm waiting gear bags nowhere to be found i'm put that in right beside my book bag and i'm seeing other people's bags come through now oh jesus where's the gear bag gear bag literally has gear only electronics yeah that's all that's fucking in there and i'm like the fuck is our fucking gear and i look off like i kind of like pop my head around the corner it's been fucking pulled to the side and we're like <sighs> what like both Tony and I are like, I oh, look at that like, fuck, <laughs> because it didn't get pulled in Charlotte. Yeah, and we're like, we didn't even put anything new in it. If anything, there's less in it now. <laughs> like we didn't pack anything else in it. What, what the fuck? Did, what? So at, at this point, we're just annoyed at the inconsistency, more or less. And we're just like, it should have been pulled in Charlotte too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really. it's gonna be pulled here. So. Eventually, he takes it off to the side, and we can see the screen that, you know, they're trying to investigate, and they've got it kind of blocked off. They're looking at a mic stand. These. Uh, they're looking at this big black disc that we had in there. We had two mic stands with us disassembled in case we did a podcast episode. What could they possibly mistake that for? Like, a weapon? I don't fucking know. <laughs> but yeah, we had two of these with us just disassembled so the base was disconnected from the stand. Yeah. And yeah, see, they were they were they, they had the base blocked off on the fucking radar. <sighs> and I turned to Tony, I'm like, those those deadly fucking those mic deadly stands. Deadly fucking mic stands. <laughs> and, and, and so we're kind of chuckling about it for a minute. It's gonna come at you like Freddie Mercury. Until he's like rummaging through there. And then getting a little rough with it. And we're like, be a little careful with that bag if you could. There's a lot of expensive stuff in there. So it's like all of a sudden, it's like, you know, Tony Sennheiser microphones bouncing around. And then this fucking four or $500 Zoom recorders bouncing around and all this other crap. So, no bueno. Yeah, so, and the thing was, is this case he had had a lot of zipper pockets, and he had the mic stands in their own pockets so they didn't fuck up the microphones and the other recording gear that we had with us, and my gimbal that was in there. So, the guy can't even find this fucking pocket. So, he's like, he is rummaging through, and 
Tony tries to like politely, very, you know, professionally and politely walk up. Sir. Yes. To kind of show him where it is so he can see what it is. He walks over there. All he gets out is, hey, sir, before the guy whips around and looks at him like he just fucking like Tony pointed a gun at him. <laughs> and he was like, sir. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm just I'm trying to show you where it is. Their, their mic stands. And he just kind of gave him this look of like, just skip back. Get the fuck back over there. God damn. <laughs> so we, we just had to wait it out for another three minutes. And we're just laughing to ourselves the whole time going, this is why we get to the airport early <laughs> for stupid bullshit like this. <laughs> Anytime I'm flying home, I'm always at least maybe an hour and a half early. Yeah, that, that's what we thought. We were like two hours early today or the, the other day. We thought we were like super, super early coming back in. But then like when we were um, checking in, getting our tickets from like the little self-serve counter, uh, it said departure at like 945. And he was like, wait, wait what? And, and thankfully it was like 830. Okay. When we were getting the ticket. So we still had over an hour before we had to like get fully checked in and everything else. But yeah, he was like, wait, what? <laughs> I, I thought we were going to be like here long enough to like get breakfast and like hang out some. Like, I that's wanted what, Bloody Mary. <laughs> I, mean, well, I don't know. I mean, he was, but still, he just thought like we thought we were getting there super, super early, being like super on the ball and was right. going to like chill there some, you know, even maybe make some content while we were there, you know, whatever. You know, we were just going to make the most of the morning, just already be at the airport. And plus, I told him, I was like, hey, even though they didn't give me a lot of grief, you know, in Charlotte about my ID. I don't know how Newark's going to be. Right. I said, that might be a different story. I said, I might wind up being a couple extra minutes if, you know, this and the other. I said, so we might want to still get there a few minutes early. He said, oh, yeah, no problem. Well, now it's time for me to go through the fucking check again. <laughs> yep, I'll just go. And, and I'm ready for it. Got my fucking ID out with my debit card, fucking photo on it. I'm going to take it. Hand it all to the guy at one time, and I go, hey, man, already ran into this North Carolina. Your thing's probably not going to scam because of my photo. I said, but I said, I, I know about it, so I'm going to get my ID fixed in here soon. He goes, I hear you. I hear you. Like, like at first, he seemed like really unfriendly. He's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. He's like scanning through. He's like, yeah, it is scanning through. Hold on. And he's like, he literally. Just scanning stuff on his uh, little scanner thingy. Yeah, he's like, it didn't scan through. Hold on. He sets my ID down. He sets my debit card down, then sets my ticket down next to it. Looks at my ID, looks at my debit card, looks at the ticket, crosses off my name. Looks at the ID, looks at the debit card, and like starts cross-referencing information. Like across the board on different stuff. This is the same name as this one, well, and but, this but, is the same name as this one. Well, well kind of, <laughs> yeah. But like... Almost like in a more intelligent way, like he was like, I'm just going to deduce this shit real quick and just kind of made all these little marks on the ticket. And he went, all right, you're good. all right, brother, here you go. You're good to go. And just hand it right off to him. He didn't have to fucking take a photo, nothing. Did you saw it? Fucking 10 seconds, 10 seconds. It was fucking, hey man, ran into North Carolina. My, my photo's all messed up. Here's my face. You know, yeah. this, this is me. He's like, oh. hmm. all right, brother, here you go. You're good to go. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> just like that. He's just like, I don't want to, you know, bother Terry, you know, <laughs> the end of this fucking, uh, <laughs> yeah, but man, I really do. I like flying. Even if it's like cheap tickets, just, it's the process of the taking off. I like, yeah, I don't mind flying at all either. I mean, hell, if we start, tra if we start traveling, 
more, it's only going to get more frequent anyway. Might as yeah. well get used to it. It's just expensive as fuck, dude. That's why you got to rack up them miles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, th- th- thankfully I didn't have to purchase this ticket since it was a business trip. But right, <sighs> fly Delta or fucking uh, American. Oh, was, yeah, American. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. usually what I took too. Yeah, and it was fine. The first plane was nicer. We had like this fucking like cell phone holder on attached to like the fucking back of the seats with like a USB charging port and all this shit. And it's like we took the same like company home, and it was like a plane that was built in the fucking eighties. I swear to God. It's <laughs> 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 like so, this one seemed like it was kind of the first one heading out of charlotte felt like it was kind of newer and it was like this one was like all right bitches get in the can fucking chuck (laughs) fucking chuck yeager's your pilot yeah (laughs) you really felt like you're leaving jersey (laughs) you boys you boys like mexico (laughs) (laughs) you'll be heading back up there uh you know here and there throughout the upcoming months though right i'm hoping so uh i don't want to put any cart before the horse but i'm i'm thinking we left a good i'm thinking i left a good pretty good impression and i'd like to think they'd like me back so we'll we'll see how that goes i don't want to say too much (laughs) well either way i'm excited to play music with them too with tony yeah and because it's like yeah because again with all of that going on and then we've got recording so it's like yeah we're, we're recording this episode on the 21st at like 10 30 night we're gonna wrap this up but yeah say so we're recording this on a wednesday you're listening to it that following friday so you're hearing this like two days later yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's like we've just been busy we wanted to get out these episodes a little bit more often but if i also wanted to be honest i kind of intentionally stopped doing these episodes some because if you look we're getting really close to episode 100 Exactly. We've done a hundred of these things, y'all. Yeah. Remember? And we would, we would have been over a hundred at this point if we had kept true to it. But it's like, I, I wanted to do episode a hundred, at least a little special and have like a bunch of people with us and everything else. But it's like with everything coming up, it's going to be really hard to get everyone together. Exactly. But, and don't worry though. We've got plenty of Patreon content. Oh yeah. While, no. we, while you wait too. So Oh yeah. I mean that I was gonna go and use this last little bit uh to kind of promote not only the Patreon stuff, but also tease another new show mm-hmm. that's gonna be coming out here soon. So yeah, so the uh the, on the Patreon, of course, you've got Couch Potatoes every Tuesday. You gotta hear this every weekend. And uh we've been keeping those going and what initially was gonna start is just kind of like a little Patreon series or started as a way to pad out some of these something good episodes until we can kind of get everyone together because i don't want to like do like episode 99 and then like 99.2 99.3 i don't want to have to do that those are fucking cheap when people do that too yeah so it's like no it's fucking 100 it it is (laughs) so it's like i i I wanted to at least stay genuine i'd rather like skip a couple weeks and not go over a genuine 100 than like play it off but uh, what we were going to do is have some non-numbered episodes. We uh, we pulled in uh, basically my my adopted uncle Russ Ward, and we were going to just do like a whole Kiss like episode, just like finally dedicate an episode fully to Kiss, like we've always wanted to do, like we do every other something good for you episode. <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> it eventually through conversations and group chat just kind of turned into. Fuck it, we might as well make it another fucking Patreon. Make, make it another full podcast network show. Because if you get the three of us on the mic and just hit record, it's just a plethora of, you know, KISS knowledge. But yeah. Russ is coming at it from like a, a sociological uh, standpoint with the culture and the, uh, you know, business, um, you know, history behind 
how uh, Kiss became what it became. Oh yeah, and uh, hopefully that uh, hopefully the first episode of that'll drop at least on the Patreon here pretty soon, and then um, I'll post it on the uh, the the. Mm, I'll figure out exactly how I want to do the release for everyone, but this is actually going to be another free show. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this isn't going to be strictly on Patreon. This is going to be a free show that everyone can subscribe to on any of their podcast platform stuff, just like you do this show. There you go. We're building the network, y'all. We're uh, right. getting more shows on, and uh, you what, know what we thought was going to be uh, the third show we see we we were planning this shit we we had some shit going on it's like well we originally had fistful of quarters being the first, uh second official free show on the network but we've got to figure out what we're going to do with that with chris uh get a new host on it but uh yeah technically the third uh but the second going to be debuting but the third official in title is going to be yeah no time to turn a kiss nerd podcast so yeah, nerds uh-huh. <laughs> nerd and kiss fonts <laughs> yes <laughs> that was the one thing i didn't do <laughs> but no so it, it's going to be fun though but exactly what you said though I don't if if you're not a kiss fan i know you're already groaning going well, that show is not for me Give it a shot because we've already recorded a couple episodes and we kind of fell into we talked about kiss about maybe half of the time. Yeah. And the other half, we talked about exactly what you said, the culture and the music and the even the politics at the time and like sociological things at the time that kind of influenced in a backhanded way what kiss was doing at the time and it was a very interesting way to look at it and i've not heard and yes i am one of those people i've not heard any of those kiss podcasts really do that sort of perspective because people forget anything that becomes famous or kind of becomes uh you know part of the pop culture zeitgeist is a reflection on what's going on at the time yeah so uh the first episode we we don't even really talk about Kiss officially much. We even just mainly talk about Wicked Lester. Yeah, we, we talk about <laughs> Wicked Lester, and we also just talk a, a lot about the music at the time and what was influencing their separate bands leading into Wicked Lester, leading into Kiss. Exactly. And so, uh, like, our whole episode one barely even talks about the actual band Kiss, and it's a Kiss-themed podcast, so let that sink in. And if you read Mad Brother Ward's blog and you uh, keep up with how informative those always are. Mm-hmm. He's, he's uh, trying out the uh, the podcast format, the podcast medium with his uh, knowledge Yeah, for all of you fools. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so definitely keep a lookout on that in the next couple of weeks. Uh, basically, the only thing uh, keeping it from coming out at this point is I still got to build an audio intro. I'm just, I, I got to fix some fun with that though. Yeah. So, so unfortunately that's, that's the only thing really holding that from coming out yet. I've, I've already listened to them. They sound fucking great. Um, but I just, I want to find some good audio clips to kind of mash together and make an intro and then I'll, I'll get it out there. Just the Gene Simmons when you wish upon a star. <laughs> I kind of want to make that part of my, uh, closing segments <laughs> and then uh yeah and on the patreon we've got a bunch of fun stuff coming up uh we've of course got like we mentioned earlier the couch potatoes things but we wrapped up the king of the hill retrospective yes we have we- and we've also shot the king of the hill trivia showdown we did it we put a whole uh, king of the hill uh, game show on yes. video for you fools. Yes, multiple <laughs> camera angles. There's going to be fucking like editing effects and special effects throughout the whole thing. It's it's over an hour long. 
Yes. <laughs> an, out, an over an hour long of video content. We put a lot of work into this because it was so fun. Yes, and more work is going into it from the back end than we expected going into it. And we'll do an episode as to how, or I'll do a little segment as to why that came to be at a future date after it comes out. But yeah, so it's, it's, a, funny, it's a funny story as to why part of this video is getting a very odd twist to it yeah yeah <laughs> but like well, i said we took it we, we took it very seriously <laughs> but we had a lot of fun with it oh dude it's i think at the end of the day it's going to be great like literally to the point where i had to send a message in the group chat today being like it's turning out so good i want a little more time with it so it's like i'm even postponing the release date of it so i'm just like and i have a little bit more time to fuck with it and like make it really fucking good sweet <laughs> i can't wait to see the finished product and i can't wait to fucking go record me too i'm fucking stoked yeah we're gonna go make we're, we're going to make records y'all yeah fucking hell it's like and, and finally working with dj again this is, is gonna be fucking awesome quit making fun of me though dj <laughs> oh i'm just kidding <laughs> he's not it's gonna quit. dj he always makes fun of everybody everybody <laughs> he'll make fun of your mom <laughs> i'm really interested to see what dj and dan are gonna be like <laughs> all the shit talking between those two yes oh my god <laughs> That's that's just that's. Oh Dan's man, just gonna tell DJ what to do the whole time too. He goes like, "No motherfucker, play it like this." Yeah, but, but DJ's gonna be like, "Okay, yeah, exactly." And that's why, he's like a good drummer, like a should. Good dr- See, this, this is why he gets the uh, the big gigs, like you know the fill-ins. Yeah, <laughs> this is why he gets to go and like play in Atlanta and go play fucking Myrtle Beach and all this other fun shit right now. See, you see drummers, you see we can be fun. <laughs> When you let us be. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> well, man, I think I'm really thinking that's roughly everything that I've had kind of going on right now. Outside of that, the only other real band stuff we've got going is, um, of course, we're going to have like photo shoots and all this other yeah. crap coming up after, you know, we record at the end of the month. But, you know, that's all kind of housekeeping bullshit yeah basically we got uh the only other thing is just super jet and rim rocks yep i was i I was just pulling that part up in the calendar i'm i'm getting to the point where since i'm working for myself so much now i have to use my actual in-phone calendar dude me too (laughs) i had to get rid of all the fucking facebook like um calendar things in there because i don't care to have everyone's fucking facebook friend's birthday in my goddamn iphone calendar right (laughs) but yeah so it was like i finally had to pull that up but yeah uh other thing is um it's not officially announced yet but come on guys if 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 you're listening to the show and you made it this far it's i'm also surprised i'm sure it'd be no fucking shock to you guys uh the fill-ins are also confirmed for uh rim rocks 2021 on the 17th i mean we're all going to be up there anyway i mean yeah uh we're playing the 16th i think on friday 16th friday saturdays fill-ins along with uh super jet super jet on saturday and along with some other bands including the cheat satanic panic killer hearts killer hearts Mel Machete, that's been confirmed too, and uh, Betrayed by the Bullets, mm-hmm. and a bunch of good bands. Of, yeah, so many fucking killer rock bands. That yeah, the we, girls, the girls. That from, that, that was the other uh, big one that I saw that got uh, announced. I was like, fuck yeah, some uh, some more NC boys. I like it. Yeah. So, but now this is gonna be fun again with Super Jet. I love Super it. Super Jet. Kind of, We've not been able to do that in a minute. That's what another thing I've been doing in my uh, hour-long training sessions, just going through that playlist. 
Good, because there's a bunch of rockers on that one. <laughs> That's a brand thing. new set list, brand new attitude, brand new hate. Ah, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Fuck but, you, Devin. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so, so being able to do Super Jet again is going to be fun. Plus, uh, we haven't really said it online, but again, We'll probably be able to connect the dots on it. DJ's playing drums in that too. Yeah, <laughs> putting him to work. <laughs> Motherfucker's gonna work between Superjet, Wilma. I like, I like this fucking uh, camp we've got of fucking like uh, just full on rock dudes. Like between Grave Rollers, Superjet camp, which is Grave Rollers camp plus DJ. Yeah, <laughs> Superjet's just fucking fill-ins meets Grave Rollers. It really is. <laughs> I love this little camp of rock dudes. I love it too, and it's because we're all just hardworking guys, and we just want to make music. Don't get in our way. Stop mm-hmm. it. We just want to make music. <laughs> we're all pros, and we all still really want to fucking play too. That's the refreshing thing about it. That's the damn truth, and and especially it's like, um, you know, we had to rent a car and everything. When we went up to Jersey, so it was like the car we had, like a real nice stereo, it was economy car. It was some cheapy thing, but still had like yeah. a really nice stereo. And um, it's like we we were playing like um. Uh, the fucking Johnny Thunders record almost the entire time we were up there and it's like we were just like blasting like Born to Lose going through like the Jersey Hills and everything and he's just That's like cool. and we're just like we wanna do shows <laughs> <laughs> which then it quickly turned into us reminding each other but we have shows yes oh wait <laughs> yeah it, it, it was like we wanna do shows and then and then Tony was like but wait I was like oh yeah fuck it and then we were like we both have shows yeah uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> just out of nowhere before you know it dude yeah and uh and uh fingers crossed uh, i got another email from another guy and hopefully we'll be getting another show lined up here locally okie dokie yes i need to still get back to him he messaged me as i was coming in yesterday and i literally remembered in the middle of this podcast that i need to send him an email <laughs> <laughs> and working for yourself fun yeah just means- those fun important emails slip through the cracks sometimes over 24 hours oh yeah <laughs> it happens though that, that happens to me too <laughs> yeah th- thankfully i know they this doesn't matter exactly. <laughs> i know they're gonna be like whatever uh-huh. <laughs> but on that note and since we're finally getting back to playing some music we might as well dig on into spotify playlists and figure out what the hell we've been listening to what you listening to son i don't think you like it well why not i like this new generation of music (laughs) where did you record this i bought it at the mall what that person on your tape has is a medical disorder All right, Cap, what the hell have you been listening to? Mine's going to be a two-parter because one's right. going to be a griper and the other one's going to be a uh, pick-your-brain-on kind of sort of. Hey, me too. Point. Oh, okay. Okay. My griper is the Gene Simmons record. For some reason, I decided to revisit that one. <gasps> okay. It starts off, you know, the first three tracks are pretty solid. Right. Radioactive, okay. Burning Up With Fever, See You Tonight. Tunnel of Love through the rest of it, just fucking just plods and fucking you know just i i don't like any so you of the don't songs. like true confessions I, true confessions true just keeps confessions. going on and on it and does on. <laughs> but but come on you can't tell me that when it turns around on the one riff and it does that bam bam <laughs> it's almost like it's mocking you like here we go again <laughs> it's just like just jabbing you in the face with a fucking chorus with a chorus that only has two words in it and 
the version man, of see you in your dreams is good but yeah and man i will uh i will debate you on one last one on this mr make-believe I don't like that one either. You don't like Mr. Make Believe? No. Oh man, I love that song. What the, baby won't you try? The thing that's hilarious about this album cover is that it's Gene's face with blood coming down from his face, but like all the music is or most of the music is a ballad. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's like the softest fucking it's like not uh, blood. It's just hot dog from his from uh, ketchup from his hot dog earlier. I was like, all it's missing is just like uh should have been like a fucking um uh, Partridge family, like with his face, you know, completely, you know, like with like <laughs> yes. a blue, with like a blue background behind it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm honestly surprised with how much power pop you like. You didn't like Mister Make Believe. See you tonight is fucking great. I oh love, yeah, see you tonight is fantastic. But I don't like Mister Make Believe. Okay. It's, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. He's like, okay. All right, fella, <laughs> what else you got for me then? <laughs> How'd you feel about? Oh, where the fuck is the? Uh, not I want out, but flaunt, flaunt it, it from Danko Jones. Not as bad as I want out. I thought I want out was pretty boring. Yeah. Uh, flaunt it. This one kind of is too. It it was the first time I listened to it. I was like, really? You got it? You flaunt it? You got it? You flaunt it? Go 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 go. He's been writing a lot of those lately, and I don't like it. And at first, I thought it was kind of boring, but for some reason, when I was bitching about it, because I asked Tony, I was like, "You new Danko song?" He's like, "No." But kind of got like that scared look on his face because we both we both ran into it. I was like, "He's like," and I'm like, "It's not all that." And he's like, "Let me pull it up." And he starts playing it, and then like listening to it again with him. It didn't feel as bad, and I've listened to it a couple times since, and I don't hate it. I think this record's going to probably be better than the last one, though. It's not saying a whole lot. It's not. Rock and Roll Machine wasn't that memorable. Sorry. Or not Rock and Roll Machine. It was, uh, it's Rock and Roll something. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Danko needs a producer, man. Come on. <laughs> I love you, dude, but you need a producer. A rock supreme. A rock supreme. A Taco rock supreme. <laughs> Taco <laughs> supreme. But yeah, that was my, uh, that's, yeah, that's there, what I've been listening a, there, to lately. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there was a couple good songs on here. Like Party was pretty cool. That girl, that girl was cool. Yeah, not enough really great ones on there. But yeah, I'll, uh, I'll kind of do the same. Uh, Flaunt It was also going to be in one of mine, but... I've got my gripe. What's that? I listened to the full record to let the bad times roll. Oh, did you? <laughs> yes, I did. Introducing Alex Stiff's mini offspring review. All did, right, here, here's did, my quick summary of all these fucking Did the songs. bad times indeed roll? I, if it says anything, it wasn't important enough for me to mention in the main episode, and that's why it's going to be a quick review. Mm -hmm. uh, first song, This Is Not Utopia. Probably the closest thing to a classic and offspring song is probably the song I like the best, which right. gave me false hopes because it's like the two singles they released sucked ass. And then I hear this one and I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay, maybe it's just the single-itis shit I always complain about where all the singles are always garbage, but then the songs are good. So the first one kind of kicked off okay, although they totally shamelessly ripped off Rancid. Uh, really? Uh, not musically, but lyrically. Okay. They rip okay. off Roots Radical. No shit. With the fucking, the Roots, the Roots. Yes, they have that in their chorus. Oh, come on, guys. Yeah. And then immediately from that, it leads into Let the Bad Times Roll, which... Oh, baby, baby, baby. 
let's not. <laughs> and then the uh, then the second song on the record that I kind of like, uh, "Behind Your Walls." It kind of had a different vibe to it. It's okay. Behind your walls. What's that? What's that even mean? It, it, the overall theme of this record is very much melancholy, broken heart. Uh, almost kind of like. <sighs> I hate using these fucking modern terms, but it's almost like that fucking beta shit. Yeah. It's very beta themed, if that makes any sense, especially with the song later on in the record. But yeah, Behind Your Walls sounds, it's, it's, the musically is pretty cool, along with Army of One. Army of One is probably the coolest musically. Okay. But lyrics, fucking dumb, whatever. And then after that, the rest of it just goes off the fucking rails. Like, because at that point, I was like, okay, so far, four songs, three have been passable. Okay, maybe this record isn't going to be as bad as I thought. Then it was Coming For You. Now, that was a song they released like five fucking years ago. Uh, Really? Yes. And I remember kind of liking it then, listening to it now, could not give a fuck. But I do remember... That it felt like it had different lyrics. Okay. It feels like they changed literally. So you know how like and sometimes in a chorus they'll have like, you know, the repeaty part, repeaty part, repeaty part, repeaty part. True confessions. <laughs> okay. Like, for instance, I'll use true confessions. Uh, so it'd be like true confessions, true confessions, sweet confections, true <laughs> confessions. So they have like one alternate before ending it. I swear they changed the alternate in all of them and, and all the lyrics. Oh, okay. And, and it bugged me. As also, I wanted to listen to it front to back just for posterity reasons. And yeah, I swear uh, one of the lines in it is different because it's like I don't remember that being the line before and it just feels like, huh? It like jars me each time. Like it didn't feel natural. Hmm. All right. Well. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, then uh, after that was, again, what fully sets in the whole beta bullshit thing is a song called We Never Have Sex Anymore. <laughs> Who's he writing this for? Jesus. <laughs> and, the, and the problem is, is like, lyrically, it's on point with shit like Pretty Fly for a White Guy. Was Dexter just going through a divorce or something? I don't know. But like, you know, lyrically, it's kind of on par with that. It's, it's the goofy song. Yeah. We never have sex anymore, but it's not done with enough humor. It's kind of uh, done with earnest. Like, uh, it, like it's kind of shit like, uh, uh, if you won't molest me, at least just detest me. You know, shit like that. <laughs> gotcha. Because it sounds goofy, but it's like, that's coming from a real place. A little bit. <laughs> uh, the song after that is a, In the Hall of the Mountain King, which literally it's an instrumental of that fucking uh, classical music piece of that dun 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 they just repeat that over and over and over and just like speeding it up until it just ends fuck you this is my divorce record and then the song after that the opioid diaries i barely i barely remember that one enough to even tell you what it was like jesus just continuing with the fucking you know happy times yeah and then hassan chop Sounds like they tried pulling like a Slither era uh, or Splinter era Offspring song. Just doesn't work. Mm. And then the weirdest song on the record, Gone Away. Okay. 
Now that's a song they've already done. That's that gone away, gone away, so far Don't away. go too long. They'll fucking uh, block us. But you know what I'm talking yeah. about. It's that song. It's a piano and string version. And, but it's that song, and it feels like heaven so yeah, far away. Yeah, yeah. And, and it feels, yeah, it's that song with piano and string now instead of guitar. Okay, and it works. I'm curious, yeah, but it's kind of too sad. Like it's kind of a sad song to start with. Like this is just like oh, I'm genuinely too sad. I'm kind of curious now. Can you hear like the the full band version now and be like a, and not be bummed out <laughs> if it comes back on? Oh, I was always bummed by the full band version. Oh, this is just okay. I was always bummed by that version. It's a fucking sad song. It's great. That's I genuinely like that song a it's lot. It's a though. good one, and and stuff like that is why I'm even trying to give this record a chance because Offspring have had some good songs, whether people want to like it or not. Just it ain't this record. And yeah. then the last song is called Lullaby. And the best way to describe it, it's their version of Kiss's rock and roll party that's at the end of Destroyer. Oh, so it's just kind of like uh, just like it's a little noise. audience and yeah, fucking... it's it's noise with guitar with like an echoey. Let the phantoms roll, roll, oh. roll. Let the phantoms That's such roll, a weak ass ending roll. for like albums. Yeah, and it's and then there's like distorted voices on top of it and everything, and it's meant to be like this weird. I'll fucking know. Yeah. It's uh. just a bunch of weird shit. Like an army of one. When you listen to it, listen to the drums. I don't know if I want to. From a producer standpoint, listen to the drums. Okay. It's really fucking weird. It's like they took the drums. It literally just clicked with me. It's like they took the drums and put it through that digitizer pedal that Andrew and Tyler like playing with. Oh, it's almost fucking... like they put the drums through that almost. Oh, they made them like 8-bit and shit. Almost. Like, think 8-bit, but instead of electronic sounding, more compressed and squished sound. Mm. Like like bad MP3. Like you tried streaming an old MP3 from Rhapsody and it kind of had that watery sound to it. Yeah. You know, those like low-quality bitrate MP3s sound like... That's trendy now. That's that's trendy the with all the shit. The drums sound like they were put through a fucking old MP3 ripper with everything else being high quality on top. That it's really the, weird. That and the noise shit that folks are putting out that are kind of have that that are like fucked up for the sake of being fucked up. Yeah. Well, uh, that's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. Sorry yeah. it took us a minute, but uh, we're yeah. Like I said, I, I'm that's it's primarily on purpose because I, I just wanted to kind of wait a little bit before we do episode 100. This will be episode 98. Yeah. I've only got one more we can do before we do episode 100. That's true. Maybe you'll get one uh, out of my little uh, West Virginia trip this weekend. Make that a Patreon one because I, I, I kind of want... Patreon one. You yeah, right. Yeah, make you're right, you're make right. that one because cause I kind of want 99 to be the Atlanta trip. Ooh, totally. I kind of want to take this down because we're going to be staying with Tyler. That's true. Ooh, and, you that's know, true. and you know it's going to be a fucking shit show. <laughs> <laughs> and if you stuck around with us this long and uh, dig us, come hang out with us at a show this May. You'll see our uh, information on our website and socials. That's right. And go ahead and click down in there in that episode bio and sign up for the Discord. It's free to use and we have some fun in there. And like we mentioned a few times earlier, the Patreon, only a dollar a month to get two extra shows a week. We're not posting something good for you early in there 
anymore. I like kind of keeping that its own little network inside of Patreon where just all the exclusive shit goes. And exactly. that's where that's where you get early access to stuff like hell, the the unreleased pilot episode of Fistful of Quarters. Yes, indeed. And uh and the early access to No Time to Turn, a Kiss Nerd podcast will be on that one too before available anywhere else. And so. the only place where you'll get shows like you gotta hear this in Couch Potatoes. Yes, it's gonna be the only place you can see that couch potatoes video at least for a while i'm yes, gonna keep indeed. that I'm, I'm eventually gonna post it on there because i'm gonna be fucking proud of it and i want everyone to see it but for a good long time and i mean probably at least until the end of the year is gonna be exclusively on patreon this little clips may get released simply by virtue of what we're doing with it but the thing as a whole will probably be behind patreon at least for a full year before i get it released public so if you want to see it you gotta hop on that patreon and check it out we're providing you hundreds of dollars worth of content for your one dollar a month so That's tell your friends right and cap do you have a fucking outro for us i'll leave everybody with a little bit of uh dumb kiss trivia that those uh backup singers on uh, burning up with fever and true confessions were diana ross and katie seagal that's right <laughs> had, had to end it like god damn you gotta hear this yep. <laughs> this fucking music trivia <laughs>
Thank you for listening. Please insert another coin by supporting the show for as little as a dollar a month. At patreon.com slash somethinggoodnetwork.